This is a quick disclaimer. Although the wise investor is trying to educate people on personal finance, what we talk about on the show is not actually financial advice for your personal and unique situation. Before trying to do anything with your money, always consult a professional. Hey, this is Anthony. And I'm Sal. And you're listening to the Wise Investor Podcast, where we help Canadians become more financially literate one post at a time. This is what they did not teach you in school. Hello, everyone. For those that are interested in just the hard meat of health and fitness, you could just skip forward to the 25, 27 minute mark. Enjoy. Hello, 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 everyone out there today. We have another episode of the Wise Investor Podcast, What They Did Not Teach You in School. Over the last, I would say, five to ten years of my life, I've been struggling a little bit with my health because when I was in school, I actually went to university to study, uh, I have a science degree in kinesiology from York University, and everything that we were taught You can't sit for longer than 30 minutes. You need to be exercising every single day some way, shape, or form. You have to spend time in order to prep your meals so that you have healthy food. Everything like that was so ingrained in us. And then I actually entered into the corporate workforce. And there, things couldn't be more different. If you had time to go to the gym, people actually thought that you weren't working hard enough. Because if you had time to go to the gym, that means you must not be working as much as all the other people. Sitting for long hours actually became the norm. And eating really quick, unhealthy foods was a daily occurrence. And I actually gained a lot of weight during that, the first two years that I uh, exited university. You know, you've heard of the freshman 15. It was actually the opposite. I lost weight in university and gained it when I entered the corporate world. So... I thought it would be a great idea to bring on a friend of mine, Cam Russell. He's a health advocate out of Toronto. I don't know if that's a great way of uh, int- uh, labeling yourself. What would you call yourself? Health advocate's a good way to start. Okay, yeah. so a health and fitness advocate. He's mm-hmm. been teaching me a lot. I joined his 90-day slingshot in the summer, which was mm-hmm. kind of like a weekly phone call where he'd kind of like verbally whip my ass to make sure that I had the right mindset throughout the entire week to sleep properly, get my exercise and eat uh, like efficiently and mm-hmm. not eat the wrong foods mm-hmm. in order to reach my goals. So I thought it would be a great idea since it's like January and everyone's kind of new year, new me and a lot of people set their fitness goals for the year in January. I thought it'd be a good idea to have you on the show Mm -hmm. to talk about health and fitness, especially for millennials and professionals in Toronto who are working to kind of like build their career, but also want to stay healthy. So um, without further ado, Cam, thanks for being on the show. You're a beauty. I appreciate it. Like I said, I've been looking forward to this for quite a while we've been in the talks of it yeah we have been and uh, over the winter break um we had to get through the our existing pipeline of like people that have been wanting to be on the show and now finally we yep. snuck this one in yep good timing so, like yeah, you mentioned great timing so mm-hmm. again thanks for coming on it's gonna be a good episode before we get started just a little word from our sponsors uh king street media as always are the people behind the camera over here doing all of our digital marketing production for the podcast and all the things digital for the podcast and the platform. We so love you. 
Thank you for you guys. Mark is behind the camera right now, smiling at me. You're the man. If you have any questions about your own digital marketing, make sure to hit up King Street Media. So now that that's over, Cam, when did I meet you? How did I meet you? We met actually the first week I joined TrueFan. That's right. At school, great restaurant by the way. In, uh -huh, in and around, uh -huh. I don't know if it, you consider it Liberty Village. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That Anyways, is Liberty Village. With Scott. Yeah who's uh, chief growth officer at TrueFan. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like first first week of being in Toronto pretty much and like just embracing it. I'm like, oh, this Tony guy, who's he? Who is he? Yeah. And so at that time, anybody who I met for the first month, I just thought was the biggest big shots of big shots in holy. Toronto because I'm coming from a small town. So, you know, I've had you on a pedestal for a bit. Wow. And, <laughs> and, and the feeling is mutual, man. So... Uh, we kind of just like kicked it off since yeah, then. Now we're friends and we, we learned from each other. Yeah, play basketball. Some basketball runs. And yeah. then obviously uh, been chatting here and there about uh, about health and fitness. And now we're here. Yeah, we are. Why don't we tell the people that don't know you out there, what is your story? You said you didn't, you weren't uh, from Toronto. Yep. So where'd you come from? Peterborough, Ontario. Peterborough, Ontario. All I know about Peterborough <laughs> is the same, is the Peterborough Peets, the hockey team. Yeah. Uh, fun fact about Peterborough. If you're looking to invest right now, it's the fastest growing city in Canada. I actually read that. Yes. So great place for real estate right now since it's a, you know, investing in money podcast. Yeah, sweet. Love that. Um, and I, a few years ago, I'd say I'm unfortunately from Peterborough, but now realizing kind of like where that's taken me, uh, it's, it's changed. My perspective on Peterborough has changed a lot. It's actually gave me good contrast on now coming to Toronto in a big city and seeing kind of like the different culture and being able to have that two different perspectives. Um, not only that, it's nice to go back there and get away from the city. Now I have a cottage sure. up there and whatnot, but that's on a side note. But nonetheless, um, it's kind of instilled being from Peterborough, being from a small town, if you don't know, very small town and uh, small city. The mindset is very small, very like job security, get a job. You know that typical route that mm -hmm. we're believed is the best path or you know, right. back then well so what made you come to toronto not having that mindset and, and having this catalyst of a growing pain of not wanting what i saw and all i would see is you know these people not really happy not looking to do much not like asking questions as to why is it that this is this and this is that uh, and just being very stagnant um, and Safe, I always comfortable exactly and I remember like when my mom split up with my dad and then and then she started to date a business guy mm -hmm. that was when I first got introduced to business and then made me kind of open the door to this realm which I didn't know I had in me but I quickly knew that I was like okay this is something for me and then I started to realize like everybody around me just wasn't able or I wasn't able to connect with everybody on a level that I wanted to. And so over the course of high school in the first year of college, because I thought staying at home, saving money was a good idea. Mm -hmm. So I went to school in Peterborough. Um, I never really felt like I could connect with anybody. Hmm. There was there was I could literally count the amount of people that I felt like I could connect with on the level that I wanted to or knew I could get to like on my one hand. And so that was like a big catalyst for me for like getting outside of Peterborough and just like leaving and, and, and taking risks because I'm like, I can't do what I want to do here. And I know that. And especially when you're young, that's the time to take risks. So hundred percent, hundred percent. So, um, I always had this, this weird obsession 
to just leave Peterborough, don't tell anybody, and just mm-hmm. move to a, a city or the West Coast and just try to start fresh because it would be on my terms and connect with the people that I wanted to. Um, and that was kind of an always weird thing. And that, that kind of played out in a sense because as soon as I was finished college, which I ended up going to school for two years at Humber for business or marketing, mm-hmm. um, the, literally the day after my last exam, I flew out to Vancouver to live for eight months. Uh, didn't know anybody. Did just, you have a job lined up? You just I did, went out there? I or? did. I wasn't that dumb. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I had a very good job that uh, was a sales job, a door-to-door sales job, selling pest control. Jeez. They paid for my rent there. So mm-hmm. it was an amazing opportunity to go there, oh, okay. live rent-free. Right. And uh, they paid for my car while I was out there as well. So I had a car. You know, I got pretty situated That's a pretty really good quickly. job, yes. actually. Okay. Um, so I did that for four months. Did you ever think that you were going to like be a sales guy? Yeah, yeah, because the, the year before that, and I mean, I, I guess I am skipping a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but the year before that, I actually ran a painting business. I ran a painting business through Student Works Painting, mm-hmm. which I generated, you know, six figures worth of revenue during that time. Um, and then that gave me, that sparked a lot of my sales experience because I generated a lot of my leads through door-to-door sales. And then that actually just even gave me the possibility of doing this next door-to-door job in Vancouver because I don't know if I would have taken that if I didn't have a year under my belt of door-to-door. But Man, nonetheless, sales is hard. Did you natu- Were you naturally good at that? Um, I'd like to say I was. I'm. I, I'm very empathetic, so I can. I can read. I like to think I can read people very well, mm-hmm. and so that naturally like allowed me to understand what people were looking for or what the things were not to say. I see a lot of people starting out in sales. They just like say a lot of stuff that you look from third party and you're like, why are you saying that? But like, you're so caught up in like the pressure of trying to sell something mm-hmm. that you say this stupid stuff that yourself in a normal situation would be like, oh my God, like, why am I saying that? So I think I had a natural, like little bit of advantage, but nonetheless, everybody has to learn. And I've definitely learned a lot, <laughs> made a lot of mistakes, a lot of, you know, F ups. So um, you could swear on the podcast. Okay. It's okay. Cool. I didn't know if I should ask Shit. that. But. Fuck. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, nonetheless, that 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 led into I, I would say where I am today. Um, the, and, a, uh, most people mm-hmm. when they get into sales, because there's this interesting statistic that I'll never forget. There's about like four hundred thousand millionaires in Canada. Right? Okay. And I might have told you this outside of the podcast, but really quickly, 400,000 millionaires in Canada, yep. 200,000 of those, so 50% of them mm-hmm. are doctors. Mm-hmm. So if you take that out, none of us are doctors mm-hmm. here. There's another 200,000 left millionaires mm-hmm. in Canada. Of those 200,000, 1% are salaried employees, 3% are um, executives, C-suite mm-hmm. executives or senior level managers, 7% are salespeople, mm-hmm. and 89% are incorporated business owners. Yep. So realistically, if you want to make a lot of money, I always tell people you need to learn a high um, value skill or a yep. high paying skill. And one of the biggest ones out there is sales. Hands down. One of the hardest parts of sales is handling rejection. Yes. Not necess- the empathy part. I love that you said that. It's mm-hmm. important. But handling rejection. So mm-hmm. do you have any like, how do you get through that? Do you have a mindset trick or any kind of like advice for people mm-hmm. out there that are that have to deal with rejection and aren't that great at it? Uh, yeah, two things. One, self-worth. If your self-worth is down, you're going to get crushed. Oh, yeah, that's so true. 100%. Like, if your self-worth is at the point where you know that you're just a beast and, and you know what you're offering is amazing and you can help people, then you can't be touched because that's coming from an internal factor, right? Mm-hmm. No external thing is going to help you get over rejection. You can watch as many motivational YouTube videos or 
listen to as many talks as you want and that might get you over some humps yeah but at the end of the day like if you're playing the long game you need to have a high self-worth and and, and believe not self-worth dollar wise internally what your mind is telling you right do you have a high self-worth do you think of yourself highly the second thing i would say is understanding that every uh interaction from a sales point is uh individual so you talk to we we have a transaction from a sales standpoint yeah you say no i'm gonna go and then talk to the next person first of all maybe at some point you guys talk about us doing you know a transaction but the time being that initial yes or no you don't they don't know that i've just talked to you they're right. all separate it's all very very separate and so that was the big thing especially in door-to-door every time i knock it's, it's a fresh. new opportunity it's a new chance new nobody knows that I just knocked on a hundred doors before, except for myself. So again, it comes back to myself saying, am I the one gonna um, like tear down my own ability to sell, right? Well, it seems like you have a high level of self-esteem and confidence. Thank you. Well, yeah, definitely. I'm not sure if that's a natural thing because you're tall. <laughs> one being one thing, like natural. Okay. There's natural reasons why people are confident. For but sure. then there's also like, also thank you because sure. you did have to build that mindset yes. too so for people out there that are not too confident in themselves like do you have yeah. any like anything like how do you stay so confident yeah i again comes back down to working on your internal game and i think that that'll naturally be like a um like a narrative of this podcast because that's something i preach is the whole belief system and whatever you've built as a belief system whether that belief system has been factored by external factors mm -hmm. from your parents, your your social group when you were growing up, to your social group now, to your teachers, how your teachers treated you, to the sports teams, to how the sports teams treated you, like all of that stuff, <laughs> yes. Sure, all of it is an external factor, but nothing can get inside of what your belief system truly is, right? So the way I do it, and this is part of you know what I do on a daily basis is, you know, you obviously, I think anybody here has heard of affirmations, Definitely. right? So affirmations is a huge thing. We, we affirm things, whether we consciously do it or not. But when I say affirmations, that means me consciously affirming what I want to happen. Because we can essentially, we're, we're built to aim for something, right? We're always looking for like that end point or that goal. And if we're always saying that goal is to fail or to be worth less, because our external factors are telling that's what we should aim for, then we're gonna always try to aim for things that are lower on the standards, lower our self-esteem, why we aren't that good, because that's the goal we're aiming for. But if the goal is aiming for success, the goal is aiming for self-worth, then we're gonna not only affirm things to us and say things to our, our internal self that we are better, but we're also gonna look for opportunities that is gonna point us into that direction. And, and it's so, a snowball effect too. Like. And that's the other thing, is, is the more you do it, that flywheel comes in the flywheel mm -hmm. effect is a huge thing It's like your beliefs create your actions your actions create your results and then back around cycle right I feel you i feel like we should be paying you for this right now this is great <laughs> so um so you were out west you were doing some you're doing some uh sales Did yeah. you like it uh at the time again one of those things at the time there was some of those days that's like ah, you know like I, I wish i was doing something else but I now, now where I am, I wouldn't trade any single moment of door-to-door -door sales for, for anything. Like I, I, like that, that the skills and 
questions that came up during that. It's like, oh, why am I doing this? How can I get better? The fear of rejection mm -hmm. that's played out now into so many different areas of my life. Not only that, but you know, being out west and doing that job led to some incredible things. Right. Um, so yeah, I yeah. Mean, then you started working for True Fan after that. Yeah. How did you meet? How did you <laughs> like? How did that happen? Totally. Um, do you know the story? No, actually, I don't think okay. so. I, I, I'm, thought I, just... I'm, I might if you bring it up. I okay. might. Uh, it might trigger just something. Just because the way but you not transitioned that, um, it, it seems like you might have. But anyways. No. I actually tell got, people first what is true fan. Okay, sure. Um, true fan is where I work. Yeah. And uh, it's a social intelligence platform that essentially at its bare bones uh, helps brands and influencers identify their top fans. And we break that down into two categories, super fans and micro influencers or influencers. Cool. That's really big right now. So I can yes. see the... I can see the yes. growth that your company has yes. been having. And, and if it's, we can, it's Toronto. It's, from, it's founded by uh, Toronto We actually founders. just moved into the DMZ on yeah. the 15th. Dope. That's exciting. But in addition to that, we actually just acquired another piece of tech called Social Rank. Um, very, very powerful platform. And where TrueFan goes really deep, Social Rank goes really wide in the sense that instead of just looking at that top 20%, that top engaged followers, which there's a time and place for that for a lot of people, um, social rank goes wide in the sense that it looks at your entire follower range. Hmm. And then you can look at macro characteristics and filtering capabilities of your audience and or uh, industry audiences. So say maybe I'm the NFL and I want to get some MLB fans to start to watch NFL. Well, I can see what the MLB fans are now doing from social rank. Uh, where before, you know, that just wasn't a thing. So cool. very, very cool purchase on on true fan side. That's massive right now. Like yeah. everyone's looking for the, for an edge on analytics, especially when it comes to the social platform. So what you guys are doing there, big fan, especially because it's uh, like Canadian yes. founders. Yes. You know, we right need here. more of those. Yes. So how did you meet them? How did you hear about them? How did it get yes. on your uh, blip radar? And what made you kind of like leave your sales yeah. job to go there? Yeah, love this story. Um, and I think Scott Scott can attest to this as well. When I was out west, and back to the point of like it's led being out west and what I did there led to so many things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, long story short, it led me here. Uh, but the long story of that is I actually linked up with Scott uh, through DMs, hit him over on Instagram, saw he was out west because True Fan at the time was out west, and uh, just reached out to him like, hey, looking to grow my network, saw you're in sales, I'm in sales, let's link up for a coffee if you're down. Yeah, sure. Scott, being the great guy he is, you know, met up with me for a coffee on a morning um, and then we chatted things went along great he invited me over to the Hootsuite office actually in Vancouver in Vancouver because that's where we were working because he was working out of there through uh, LOI and uh, with that being said uh, we sat there we chatted for a while and you know things all went really well and and I didn't really think of anything of it because I was just working he was working da 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 but uh, I was actually making some sales calls while I was beside him and so when I left, we stayed in touch, we grabbed a few beers, but he actually came back to Toronto. That's right. And then coincidentally, I also came back to Peterborough and, and left Vancouver, whole other story in itself. Mm -hmm. um, and I started working at a marketing agency in Peterborough and I didn't quite like it. And about two months into that, Scott hit me up and said, hey brother, I know you're back in Peterborough, I'm back in Toronto, let's connect. I might have an opportunity for you. Sweet. Like, wow, okay. okay, I like the sounds of it go up to Toronto, link up with them. He pitched me on the initial idea of working for TrueFan as their first employee, they need a sales guy. And he heard me making calls that one time where we 
was in the office. Yeah. And wow, like, so he was like, hey, man, loved how you're taking those calls. Good at communicating, da, 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 da. Um, you know, fast forward, I think it was about four, five, six months ago. And now he pitched me on the idea of coming to work there. Perfect opportunity for me. It wasn't like when I was doing that marketing uh, at the marketing agency. And I'm like, yes, I need to move back to Toronto. Man, that is crazy. It blows my mind how like the most serendipitous uh, and like uncontrolled um, events. Yeah turn into massive like changes in your life like yep. that fork in the road like yeah three or four times like things that i did not even like plan turned into like life-changing events 100 and i could tell you like stories about that oh yeah like <laughs> i said like major life-changing events of mine have occurred because of yep. things that are just like like you plan things you're like okay, i'm gonna do this and the opportunity is mm-hmm. going to come up mm-hmm. and usually that never happens. Mm-hmm. And then you're just walking down the street one day or at whatever, a coffee yeah. shop or a library <laughs> and boom. 100%. 100%. You meet somebody and it goes somewhere. That's really interesting. Yeah. I like Big that. believer in, in the universe. Yeah. And the universe gives you what you need, not what you want. And, hmm. and that, uh, that definitely plays a part of it. Cool. All right. So you work at TrueFan. It's a marketing company. Yes startup tech company yes um but you also on the side are really a health advocate as we call it uh personal fitness coach Mm -hmm. really into nutrition and now you've been teaching me about sleep for the last like seven months yes um what made have you always been interested in that what made you really kick that up a notch totally because for those that can't see cam is in beautiful shape right now (laughs) you dating anybody cam uh yes oh put him on the spot on the podcast sorry ladies you know me and stefano are still single over here so if you guys are interested it's stelefano at uh we might might have to cut this part out alfio you might have to cut this part out but uh okay sorry (laughs) let's get back on topic here so yeah so uh cam's in really good shape and Mm. i would say that that's a hard thing to do especially being in the startup world where you're working like mm. crazy hours and mm-hmm. it's unpredictable in a mm-hmm. way. So what has made you kind of get on this track or this passion of yours? Mm-hmm. Um, again, something that, that, that's been sparked when I was younger. Um, maybe we can flash a picture of me when I was younger, but I was a skin and bones kid, like weighed next to nothing. Uh, and I was the same height. Like I was about 5'10", 5'11", when I was in high school. And now I'm only about six, six, one, mm-hmm. but I weighed like 150 pounds. So for a taller kid, that's really, really skinny. Mm-hmm. And that deep down always bugged me a lot. And the sense of like, this is where my mind went. I wish I was fat or overweight or like, you know, bigger. So then I could actually go and lose the weight instead of being skinny because I couldn't gain for to save my life because I didn't know about, you know, nutrition or how much to eat or how to eat well or how to train at that point. So I just couldn't gain weight and all the, my other friends are like gaining weight and they're like, you know, and I'd be out on the football field or like volleyball or basketball. And I just would find my, myself being restricted mm-hmm. because of my body. And so subconsciously that kind of like struck a chord. And then when I left high school, I was like, Hey, if I'm going to college, and I'm meeting girls like I need to put on some weight, you know, um, which then that was pretty much <laughs> That's my a good pri- motivating factor. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. my primary like motivator, yeah. uh, leaving high school, going into college and not going to lie. And then but once I got into it, it, it obviously very much changed 
Um, but that was the initial catalyst. And then from there, I started working out right after high school and I was like 16, I think, late birthday. And then from there, just kind of had that journey where it was just training and then realized I need training plus nutrition. Mm-hmm. Then it quickly changed from nutrition to train or yeah, nutrition and training combined, which then got me definitely up some weight uh, with some strength and I was making really good progress uh, and then really took a, a, a passion to it when I was in college and really just understood like what it can do for you. I started to see that this, like a door opened a bit and I was like, okay, you know, I like the way I'm feeling. Like the first thing that I did was give me confidence. Hmm. Like being that confidence thing. 100%. It, it gave me more confidence when I felt better in my body, which I didn't in high school. So that was the first thing. And then the next thing I started to feel better and have more energy. And obviously my strength went up and, you know, playing sports and, and then, you know, the physique that obviously adds to from the physical side of things. Um, but then when it, when it came into it, like the nutrition and training only got me so far. And then I needed to like actually go inside of nutrition and actually inside of training and understand what's best for me. Like you go on Instagram and you, you, you listen to people and they're like, oh, seven days a week, da, da, da. And like, that's good for so long, but it's not going to, it's not going to do you forever. And especially if you're in our situation where we're working so much. So it's evolved very much, but that initial catalyst was skinny kid, start to just find my way, make questions, have questions about it. Um, and then how did you learn? Because you didn't, like, I went to university mm-hmm. to learn, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, there's Google, but there's so much information out there. Yeah. How do you sift through all of this information? Like, oh, keto diet, like, don't eat yeah. oil. No, oil's great. Like, oh, it doesn't really matter yeah. what you do. It's about calories. It's the macros. Yeah. No, it's the micros and, yeah. like, all this kind of stuff. And, like, certain people's body types are different than yeah, others. Yeah, big one, big so one. So how do you, do you have a, a place that you like to go to that's really good to learn about the latest stuff? Or is, do you have some kind of like trick for mm-hmm. people to sift yeah. through all the stuff out there? So, yeah, I mean, use yourself. Um, this is something that I, I think has gotten me a long way, especially in this area, is I've always tried to be as in touch with my body as, you know, as cliche as that is to say, um, in touch with my body. And when I say that is I'm using my body as the feedback loop. So when I try something True. or if I've been doing something and then it starts to not work, I'm why it's not working is because I'm asking or I'm looking for that answer from my body. Hmm. Oh, I'm hurting. What does that what does that say? Why am I hurting? OK, I've been training seven days a week. Maybe I should only train four days a week or three days a week. Right. Right. Same with nutrition. Same with sleep. Like nutrition's probably be the biggest one that I've been able to um, find answers with strictly through using my body. I will eat something. It's going to directly affect how much energy I have, how my mood is, you know, all of those kind of things that we don't think we can actually like answer ourselves when we go to the Internet for a lot of the time. You just need to take the action. So if it's going to the gym seven days a week, go to the gym seven days a week for for three weeks. Is your body really sore or are you feeling great? You're feeling great. OK, keep doing it. If it's sore, ask yourself, why am I feeling so sore? Right. Probably because you're grinding way too hard at the gym. So a lot of it has just been my body, really. Now, with that being said, obviously, I haven't learned everything just from me trying. A lot of it's been like just making mistakes and trying this, trying that. Getting Do you have any like pages or influencers out there that you follow? Really ben well? Greenfield. Okay. Ben Greenfield. It, he just like covers every area. Um, that's more so for your body and nutrition. 
um, from mindfulness, which we haven't really touched on, but I think has been a huge factor. We will get there, I'm sure. Yeah, mindfulness, Joe Dispenza is big one, yeah, and yeah. Um, Eckhart Tolle, those are probably like the two biggest in my mind. Um, and then from nutrition side, not really, because I think a lot of it is, you know, it changes from everybody. It's so personalized, like nutrition is one of those things that you really got to know your lifestyle, your body type. And then now the big thing that a lot of studies coming out on is your gut biome. Mm -hmm. That right? has been a big topic over the last little while. When I was in school six years ago, no one was even talking about gut biome. No. I don't know what it is. Why don't you tell okay. the people that don't yeah. know what yeah. that means? So obviously your gut, which is actually like your intestines, not your stomach, um, is lined with these microbiome that lines your gut. And there's, there's pretty much like this is considered your second stomach but in reality it's your first stomach because that was the first part to grow before our brain hmm. fun fact um and so this actually kind of dictates how like when i talk about how's your mood after you eat something your your gut biome is is dictating that and it's like because there's couldn't give you the number but there's uh, a percentage of our the cells and the organisms in our body that don't actually belong to us hmm, and right. so with that they're deciding sometimes, hey, this is good. This is, you know, doing us well or this isn't doing us well. And so the gut has a lot of control over what we should eat and shouldn't eat and if we're going to be sick or not. And in the same notion, that gut is controlling our immune system. There's like and a little ecosystem going on down there and you got to like feed it properly with yes. the right foods and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And if you're not, you're breaking down your immune system and you're leading to being sick and Depressed, same with stress stress like stress comes directly related to your your gut as well um and if you're highly stressed and you can get like actual you know gut diseases or, or stomach diseases or you know viruses uh because you're attracting them because you're success or stress not success <laughs> they come hand in hand but yeah um but yeah anyways that's kind of the overview of a gut yeah got it all right so i want to move on here to a little bit about how you view health and fitness mm -hmm. uh, do you have like an overarching philosophy yeah. that you kind of go by yeah what would be your health and fitness philosophy yeah early stages um but it's something that i've actually made myself think about a lot now obviously you know training people on a more like formalized basis mm -hmm. um because i want to have guidance not only for myself but for anybody that comes into my world right and so there's there's four factors and uh something that's on off this is what I like to call the entrepreneurial burnout cycle mm -hmm. um, that if you're not doing these four or you're not you know prioritizing these four you can quickly be in this burnout cycle that and I love vicious. that because Mark and I were just talking to a, a mentor of ours the other day okay. and he was saying he like runs triathlons yeah. and is like a marathon yeah. runner and stuff like that and he's and what he said to us is you got to be in shape because it doesn't matter how smart you are if I'm in really good shape I'll outwork you mm -hmm. essentially he said that 100%. And if you're smart and in good shape, you know, you see Jeff Bezos and like Rushing those it. those big time CEOs that yeah. wake up every day yeah. and exercise and they're in, you know, Olympic size, yeah. uh, Olympic athlete shape. Yeah. But they're business, business people. But it, it transfers over. If yeah. you're in good shape, you'll perform better at work no matter what you do. 100%. So that that's like overarching. That's kind of my philosophy. Um, is your body, as much as you're running your business mainly with your mind, your body is that vehicle that you're running your business with, right? right? Um, and the thing I like to say is you can build a business with, with just your, your mind, but to build a legacy, you need your body, right? Hmm. Um, sure. And so my philosophy, the, again, four pillars, 
there's kind of a fifth, but it, it's really tied into all four is, you know, training. So being active and training, when I say training, doesn't mean go grind weights. It could literally just be walking or exercise or just like, you know, running nothing to the extreme, but still moving the body. Mm -hmm. uh, nutrition. What are you eating in a day? Is it good, bad? Is it personalized to you? How is it affecting you? And then the next thing is sleep. I think sleep trumps everything, to be honest. Yeah. The more I learn about sleep, it really does trump everything because it, it eventually that's one of those things that eventually you're always going to burn out on. Always It'll catch up to you. Always. It's something that the humans have never evolved out of. Right. They've never evolved out of sleep. And then the last one is mindfulness, stress management, emotion management, whatever you want to call that being not in control of your mind, but being kind of the driver, right? You, your mind can control you or, or you can essentially navigate the waters. So it's one or the other. But those are the four pillars. The, those the are, that's one, really good. Yeah, the what fifth is the one, fifth one? The fifth one that kind of straggles that, again, you can argue that these four can play the lead, but environmental factors, hmm. right? So in, in a workplace, is the seat that I'm sitting on good for me? Or do I have a standing desk? Do I have a treadmill desk? Am I getting it? Can I get up and move around each day? Or am I at a place where it's frowned upon to go and take a five minute break every hour and a half? Right. Is there sunlight? Am I getting sunlight? Like those are the kind are, of things are that are the walls blue. That's an inside joke. Okay. We had really, really blue walls in our office and Mark was going crazy. <laughs> he made us he made us uh, repaint the yeah. entire office. Yeah. No, I love I love that. And why do you think it's so hard for people? I, I had a mentor and mm. he used to say being successful is simple, but not easy. Mm. And it's the same as exercising, too. It's not like everyone out there doesn't know that those four things are yeah. super important. Everyone knows that. But yeah. it's it's simple, but not easy to do. Why yeah. do you think that so many people mm -hmm. don't have those four pillars in their life locked down? Love that question. Fires me up when you ask me stuff like that. Sure. Um, Love it. I think, that, again, coming back, coming back to that narrative I was talking about, it's, it starts in your mind, right? You have the belief that it's going to take up too much of your time. You have the belief that it is actually very difficult. How many of the people that say like, oh, I know exercising is good for you, sleep's good for you, eating good's for you, that all those pillars is good for you, but is only taking action on like one of the pillars and one of those pillars, maybe they only like took action for a week and it's like, oh, this is way too hard, mm -hmm. right? So because you build up this belief in this, in this overarching shadow to all four of these pillars that, that you know, we call health and wellness, way too big. So they were like, these are way too hard. They're going to take up way too much of my time. There's no way, especially coming from our standpoint of like entrepreneur running businesses, you know, tend to work 12 hours a day, always stressed out. All that stuff is, is due to a lack of that. But then our, our mind, and this is where our mind, when it controls us, it, it screws you over really, because your mind is telling you all these things is way too hard and takes up way too much time. So hence we can't do it because we have a business to focus on <laughs> or we have a career to, to, you know, excel in, or we have a friend group we need to go see because I haven't seen them in a while. But in reality, if you took 10 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the morning, you know, 30 minutes at night and, and, and five minutes intervals throughout the day to take care of yourself, like that, that's all you really need. But people don't see it as that. I know. It's and tough. so like I see a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, 
because they're so devoted to their business and I can get why because it's their baby. Man, I fall into that all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, look at like <laughs> you look at me over here. I'm not yeah. in the best shape of my entire <laughs> life. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's because to me going to the gym, it's it's like when I'm there, I'm stressed mm -hmm. out because, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck, yeah. like, should yeah. I be but, doing something else? Yeah. Right. Or then it's yeah. sacrificing sleep or my personal yeah. life. And that balance that mm -hmm. we were actually talking about this mm -hmm. morning, mm -hmm. everything's essentially a balance. It's mm -hmm. tough. Mm -hmm. But then six months through, I'm burnt out in bed because I got the flu or something like You're that. And an I'm like, entrepreneurial burnout cycle. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> damn it. If I only could took care of myself, then, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that's tough. Ah, I don't know what the answer is. But that, yeah, I think if anyone knew what the answer yeah. is, it would be a billion dollar idea. But yeah. I just want to move on a little here to a yeah. couple tips for you. Uh, sure. Or a couple questions for you. Sure. All right. So we're going to hit each of those pillars. I love right? it. And I'd love for you to tell us maybe one, if you can do it quickly, then two tips. Mm -hmm. We're tailored here to like that professional, yes, that of works course. every that, day, that's who I look at. nine so, to six, easy. nine to seven easy. kind of worker yep. that they're trying to find time in the day. Love it. Right. So kind of like life hacks, any kind of tips that you have. Right. So okay. um, people, biggest complaint about exercise. I don't have enough time for exercise. Or 100%. by the end of the day, I'm too tired. Yeah. Right. What do you want to say to that <laughs> exercise wise? Um, you're too tired at the end of the day. Most likely means you haven't been sleeping enough. And then when you even if you do get good sleep, when you're eating food, it's low quality, spiking your blood sugar. And then it makes you crash at the end of the day or you're having too much coffee and it's making you crash, same thing. So at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I'm so tired. But it's like, it wasn't the work that was draining you. It was either the stress, food, or lack of sleep. So mm -hmm. that's the first thing. So again, for me, back. for me, even I'll go work out in the morning because I know that at nighttime I'm yeah. tired. Yeah, right. Quote unquote. Because, because even though when think... I do get my ass to the gym at mm -hmm. nighttime, when I'm done working out, mm -hmm. I'm like, you feel I'm amazing. up for another five hours, amazing. right? So tip there, again, like it, it's not kind of hard to give a tip because all of them are so interconnected but specifically in training the one thing you could be doing in training or exercise or moving the body is just do it on a consistent basis it doesn't have to be a lot and when i mean consistent time frame i mean daily so i'm not even daily hourly bi-hourly whatever you wake up in the morning you can be doing 10 push-ups and 10 air squats that's your morning you work for two hours you get up, you move around, just move, just getting up and walking. If you can go outside, if it's nice out, just walk for five minutes. That's all. And I find there's stairs, a snowball effect to that too. Yes. Because then eventually by week three, you'll be like, I could do 15 Exactly. And you I should because your body's going to get squats, adjusted. Right? right. But just moving throughout the day is huge. And then obviously, if you do have time to go to the gym, but you don't have a lot of time and you want to just work from home, get resistance bands great way to do it and if you hit me up in the dms at cam russell i'll show you a workout for resistance bands sweet um but super easy you can do this stuff at, at the um at your office space but nonetheless move throughout the day all you all you need to be doing is walking but at least move that's it a lot of people again people are overcomplicating and think it's going to take up too much time yeah everyone's looking for that really sexy exercise yeah. when like yes and the other thing is like you're if you sit throughout the day and try to work and grind for eight hours straight and miss lunch and don't move because you're like, oh, I'm grinding. Mm -hmm. Your work effectiveness just plummets by the, by the last three hours. So if you don't take those five, 10, 15 minutes in between those two hour work blocks, I typically go like an hour and a half, hour 45, your effectiveness goes down. So you might as well just throw out the hour at the end of the day you anyway. You might as well go work out. Yeah, because yeah. you're that, 
end piece just becomes so ineffective, but people are like, I'm grinding because you're at the desk in front of a computer. It's like, you're not doing anything. <laughs> Literally on your phone. Like, yeah. You're telling people you're working. But yeah. At the same time, you're, that your productivity is that like, nicks me out. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, how about diet? Because right yeah. now people are all about these fad diets, right? Yeah. Intermittent fasting. I'd yeah. love for you to actually, before we jump into that, I know we're going a little bit longer than we want to, but that's all right. The what conversation is good. We're at 40. Okay. So we'll go for another 20 minutes. Okay. Okay. I love it. Intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. It's the latest craze. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what is it? Mm-hmm. And have you tried it? Mm-hmm. And is it the be all and end all? Um, again, first of all, it comes down to you, what your lifestyle is. So if you're somebody, again, talking to the audience we're talking to, mm-hmm. intermittent fasting is a great way to skip out on breakfast or skip out on dinner, whatever works for you, and just get right into the day. So what is intermittent fasting? You, you only, you only eat for an eight hour window. That's the typical 16, eight like style. Um, so you don't eat for 16 and then you eat for an eight hour or eat within an eight hour, um, you know, period. Right. So the point of that is it turns on different parts of your body and allows your body to kind of burn that fat. Because if you hit ketosis, um, which allows, you know, intermittent fasting typically triggers that if done right. Um, will start to burn some of that fat or use that fat as your fuel because you don't have anything in your in your tummy or your gut or whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's that's the general scope of intermittent fasting. Cool, I like that. All right, so now when we get to diet, mm-hmm. most people are looking for a quick, you know, yeah. Harvey's burger or something like that. Yeah. They don't have time to mm-hmm. prep their own meals mm-hmm. um, or. You know, they skip out on meals, yeah. right? And then they have a big yeah. meal, high sugar, yeah. blood level, and then they crash. Love it. And then they're lethargic. I don't love it, but I By love most this. people, yeah. you're referring to yourself. Right? No, I try to. Well, Cam's actually helped me a lot on that. Let's but yeah, I fall into that. Soon. I fall yeah. into that for sure. Yeah. So well, what are some tips that you have for diet? For totally. the busy professional? Totally. Um, for, I'll, yeah. let you, I'll let you tackle that. Totally. First thing, um, don't call it diet. Going back to your belief, Mm. we've been built to think that the word diet means temporary or something that we're doing for a temporary period Mm, to transition into something else. But at some point, that's going to end. So in our mind, we're thinking we're on this diet. It's only lasting for a month, two months, three months, but it's going to end. So just call it the nutrition, your nutrition, right? That's the first thing. Again, coming back to your mind, huge play because you want to think like, what is this doing for me? And you want to start to thinking of food as fuel for your performance. If you don't put in the right fuel, garbage in, garbage out. So Beauty. That, a huge and mindset you gotta, shift. And you have to fuel your body every you, day. You have to fuel your business, mm. right? Not your body. You have to fuel your business. And so garbage in, garbage out. Putting garbage in your body, you're putting garbage into your business. So that's the mind. Like, take that mind shift. That's good shit right yeah. there. Take that mind shift, first of all. And then secondly, again, it comes down to who you are, what kind of person you are. For me... I might do a lot better with a lot of carbs, slow digesting carbs. If you eat a lot of like white bread, white uh, rice, anything that's like sugary or has lots of sugars in it, just because it's not candy doesn't mean it ha- doesn't have sugar in it. A lot of stuff. That's has a big sh- myth right there. Right there. Any kind of like really simple carbohydrates. Sugar is going to turn into. Sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Or sorry, a carb is going to turn into sugar anyways. So if it's a simple carb, meaning it's like some kind of processed bread or pasta or dough or whatever there's a huge category out there bagels it's going to spike certain kind of bagels if it's like a white bagel mm-hmm. um it's going to spike your blood sugar which is your um glycemic index 
And anything that is high on the glycemic index, you can search up glycemic index chart. Anything that's high up there, like above, I'd say like 60 to 70 to be safe, now like 70 to be safe, you're gonna eat that. And then 30 minutes to an hour later, depending on how fast your body will metabolize it, you're gonna crash. And you're gonna have that crash and then you're gonna, your work productivity goes down. And uh, then, then, you your might day have goes, a, then you might have a coffee. Yeah. And if you have a coffee too late, mm-hmm. you might not sleep. Exactly. And then if you don't sleep, don't you're have not going to be able to exercise. And if you can't, and the cycle yeah. starts. But this these, cycle. These foods, go. though, mm-hmm. um, why is it that we have, like, dough, for example, pizza? Like, yeah. we cr- like I crave pizza, and I'm yeah, sure yeah. so many yeah. people do. Yeah. But I don't, I don't crave, like, avocado on toast. Like, I crave mm-hmm. pizza. But pizza is the one that makes me feel bad. So, mm-hmm. like, why do you think that is? So it's a great question. Um, it's weird. No? Sugar, it's an sugar, anthropological because, question. <laughs> simplest way to put it, sugar or any type of sugar spikes your dopamine. Dopamine makes us feel good. Like, we'll just keep it short there. Same but thing that makes you a, feel good when you do cocaine. Not saying that you do. Isn't pizza a salty Stefano? product? But, like, is there no? But is, pizza has processed processed dough. Okay. Processed dough is a simple carb that has turns into bad sugars. Essentially, oh, okay. there is good sugars, but it turns into a bad sugar which then in a sense spikes their dopamine, maybe not like cocaine or actual sugar, right? If you're just eating like a candy, but it's still gonna do it to a degree. Yeah. Hence why we crave that. that. That's a good, that's a good explanation there. Can you tell us about coffee? Coffee's great. Can you give me the half-life uh, yeah. thing on coffee or yeah. how much should coffee no. you should be drinking yeah, or I when think you simplest, should be drinking it? Simplest thing is like, don't drink it past 12. Unless you're staying up till like four, five, six, for whatever reason, Again, don't advise it, especially if the sun's down. But don't um, don't drink past twelve. Why? Because the half life, what you're talking about, the caffeine stays in your system for so long um, that you need a good twelve hours for it to digest to be like actually out of your system where it's not affecting your sleep. And people are going to be like, "Well, I fall asleep great after having a cup of coffee at six o'clock." It's like it doesn't matter about how easy you fall asleep. It's at how deeply you're sleeping and the quality of sleep when you are asleep. You might fall asleep great, but then you're going to be tossing and turning in bed. That's that's what coffee's doing. Coffee's making you sleep very lightly. So um, coffee's great. I love coffee. It's a good stimulant. Make I sure drink. you have it black. Yeah, obviously, right? Um, well, not obvious. People love their Timmy's double One doubles. milk, one sugar for me. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Anyways, you, you almost just you just made Cam's resting heart rate go up. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Sorry, coffee's guys. great though. If uh, if if you're intermittent fasting, coffee's great. Black coffee won't break your fast. And something called MCT oil, which is medium triglyceride, medium chain triglycerides, um, is a strain of coconut oil. You can put that in your coffee, and it's going to slow the digestion, and it's going to uh, curb your appetite. Cool. So, um, so perfect segue to sleep amazing all right so i i first started seeing more of this because joe rogan's podcast with that professor walker who has a book called yes, why i was we gonna sleep. mention him yeah i have his and book, yeah and i yeah i got his audible book completely mm-hmm. changed my mindset on sleep and then Love i also it. got a fitbit which Love tracked it. my sleeping uh patterns aura ring. and Let's you have go. the aura ring which yep. kind of like is a fitbit but goes on your it's just for sleep just for sleep yeah Okay, so tell us a little bit about that, and then I'd love to hear what your uh, nighttime and morning routines are. Okay, and I'll touch. I want to touch on mindfulness too. We'll get to that next. Okay, for sure. Cool. So sleep again, huge thing. The the how the, many hours of sleep? Yeah, I was just going to say that the standard first thing that anybody's going to say is you should get 
eight hours of sleep. And the funny thing is the biggest thing that I realized since getting my aura ring, which tracks your sleep, is the time you're in bed is not the time of sleep you get. So do not mistake the amount of time that you are in your beds, like lying down and or like sleeping does not correlate to the amount of time of sleep that you actually get. Hmm. That's the biggest thing that my, that my O-ring, and you, it's, that's hard to know if you don't have something that can track it because you're not gonna be like waking up and then like counting the minutes that you're awake throughout the night and then like pressing a stopwatch. So get something to track it is amazing. Any wearable tech typically has it now. Um, but the thing with sleep, hey, first thing, coffee. We just talked on it, don't have it after 12. Second thing is eating foods that are going to actually aid your sleep, not, you know, hurt your sleep. So things like sugar, any sugar at night, pretty much the same as coffee um, because it's going to activate your system rather than rather than like cool it down or wind it down. Hmm. Lights, these bright lights, if we stood in here and then tried to go to sleep right now, obviously it's midday, so we shouldn't. But um, it's, it's going to keep our bodies alert, uh, the hormones uh, serotonin and, and cortisol, those are going to be active throughout the day. And that's something comes into play of the circadian rhythm. Our bodies are naturally attuned to the sun, whether it's sunny or not, we're still in tune with it. It's right. proven. Um, and so with that, we want to be going a bet to bed and waking up somewhat with the sun, not the moment it wakes, it comes up or the moment it goes down. Cause obviously in the winter, right. Yeah. But we want to imitate an environment that is that is matching the sun's rise and wake so i say within an hour from the sun waking and and falling sorry falling no but an hour within the sun falling you should create an environment that essentially replicates the sun down so what i mean by that no bright lights dimmed lights if you can lights without blue light Mm -hmm. so warm mellow red light i have a pair of blue light blocking glasses i recommend gunner optics really good i just got them yeah um those help uh repel the blue light which allows your body to start to produce melatonin i feel like mark would really love those glasses it would would help you a lot they're amazing because you can work at night but it's like creating an environment that your body is thinking that the sun's down so i work at night but with my blue light blocking glasses on easy thing your phone very basic stuff your phone putting it on like nighttime mode and then on your laptop which is huge or screens downloading flux f dot lux that's going to go with the curvature of the sun and your screen's going to get pulled of the blue light as the sun goes down wherever you are highly recommend that cool those are some tangible tips very good very (laughs) good um all right what do you do when you wake up what's your morning routine morning routine i've been pretty dialed in on this lately so sweet let's hear it First thing I do, first of all, um, I'm trying to get to 6.30 wake up, but right now I'm at 7.30. So wake up at 7.30, pretty much first thing I will always do is drink 500 milliliters of water. Highly recommend that. Our body's dehydrated overnight. We have nothing in our system. Way too many people just wake up and drink coffee. So Hmm. 500 milliliters of water. Um, I will put EAAs in it because I'm about to go work out. EAAs is like an essential amino acid, which is of like protein, what protein's made up of. Fundamental protein. Yeah, really good for really good for muscle recovery and yada yada. I'll put that in, go downstairs as soon as I put my gym stuff on because I live in a condo with a beautiful gym, which I'm super grateful for. 
do a like five to 10 minute stretch out and active mobility, just get the body loose. And then what I've been really keen on lately is doing a 10 minutes of running. So when I say running, what I'm really trying to get to is cardiac output, which means just elevating my heart rate, getting blood moving throughout my body, which it's been stagnant overnight. So 10 minutes, moving like stretching so you don't eat anything before you go work out then no no like especially it's nothing that you know is a conscious yes or no as to why i'm doing it it's just like the way it's scheduled and i'm not hungry when i first wake up because, yeah most people aren't yeah so um that's about 20 minutes and then i come up i'll shower quick and then i do 20 minutes of meditation and mindfulness and af affirmations of who i am becoming so when I say that, I am saying to myself who I am wanting to become and who I am becoming, not who I am, you know? So um, meditate, the meditations kind of vary. Like I'll kind of pick whatever I'm feeling, whether you I'm do like- you like guided meditations? I'll always, almost always do guided. Like I've found that unguided is too hard because you're thinking too much of what to do next. Right. So you can never take yourself into that just like present moment because you're always like, okay, what's next? What's next? Right, right. Um, do you use an app or a YouTube channel for that? Either Headspace or if I can do a longer meditation, Dr. Joe Dispenza has some incredible meditations you can buy on his website. Cool. They are longer. They're like anywhere from 20 to an hour long, um, but amazing nonetheless. Anyways, Headspace is like the go-to. Yeah, then, for sure. So 10 minutes that. of meditation, 10 minutes of like affirming, affirmations, going through my... Um, my visual, my visual board or vision board. And uh, yeah, that's that part. And then the next thing I will do is create a smoothie. This is something that I've actually recently changed. So before I was just eating somewhat healthy food, um, but I just found it would take too much time. And then I just didn't like how it sat in my belly as much. So now the smoothie, I'll try to list this stuff off real quick. Yeah, go for so, it. So MCT oil, a mushroom blend for concentration. Hmm. Um, whey protein, two eggs, uh, spirulina, which is like greens, really good greens, uh, frozen blueberries or frozen berries, avocado for fats and, uh, what else? Hemp seed oil, uh, for omegas and coconut oil. I think that's everything. Wow. That is a power breakfast right there. Yeah. And it's just good, solid, like good, refreshing, like you know, pretty fat uh, smoothie mm -hmm. that just like feels good. It keeps me full for like till one or two and then I'm off to the races. So after that, I'll sit down um, at wherever I'm working. And the first thing I always do is read for 15 to 20 minutes to get the mind moving, just mm -hmm. like I did with the body, get the mind moving and then review my day quickly um, and put my timer on for the first work block. So I have timers. I have my timer on for an hour 45. Once that timer goes up, I will take a whatever, break. take a break, move, chill, uh, and then go Man, into the next session. If you could do that even for 50% of your year, mm. that would that would be game changing for a lot of people. Like 100%. life, that'd be life changing 100%. for a lot of people. Yeah. The, the mental mindset that you could be in and that like snowball effect feedback yeah. loop that you would be in is just, mm. it would get a lot of people out of a lot of ruts that they're yes, in right sir. now. That's the I goal. love that, that's really yeah. cool. Do you want to touch upon mindset? I would love to. And, I, and then we'll move on to some closing questions. Yes, I love it. So mindset, like not even mindset, your beliefs, which really what it comes down to your beliefs and how you perceive everything mm -hmm. um, is connected to your nervous system and your brain. And I 
like it's everything like I, I truly believe like from how you live like I said sleep sleep training and nutrition is everything how to fuel the body right but your belief system is how you fuel your mind and your career and your life like that's huge and if you don't have control of yourself and when I say that I mean like is your mind controlling you are you able to steer the ship hmm. right you can't control the thoughts that come up in your head that's just inevitable you know what i mean like everybody's had weird thoughts you're like where'd that come from <laughs> right um and, and people take like almost offense to themselves that they thought about that or like whatever you know like you know when you go to like a really tall building and you stand out on the balcony you're like oh what if i jump yeah right it's like that's not you actually saying like should i jump but that's just coming up because it's just like a thought because of your belief system right so it's like, are you in control of the ship? If not, you need to figure out how to control that ship and get, you know, in front of the wheel. I was actually that you bring that up. I was reading a book um, that one of the partners at KSM uh, recommended. It was okay. called um, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Okay. I'd really, I'd really recommend that book. And essentially, the book is all about positive affirmations and okay, what yeah. we say to ourselves. Yeah. Essentially, the premise was that before you even like when you wake up in the morning before you even start your day mm -hmm. there's around the book says a thousand negative things that you say to yourself probably yeah. by training just inside your head probably so you wake up i'm tired yeah my body hurts i don't want to get up i believe 15 it. more I've minutes been there. I've you been get there. out of bed oh i still I look, have those i yeah. don't look good in the mirror right yeah blah blah blah. and the negative things just yeah. boom boom and that's why i do up. affirmations consciously because and that's what the switches. book says yeah. you have to do them consciously yeah because a lot of people's mindsets just mm -hmm. over condition conditioning mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. to say negative things about mm -hmm. yourself so you have to like mentally and uh, yeah. consciously say positive things to like build your brain to yeah. be more positive 100 and it is a flywheel so eventually it gets easier and eventually you'll have True. those thoughts of like oh i'm ready for the day like when i wake up i'm like let's freaking do this yeah you know like not not like oh 10 more minutes 10 more minutes like oh this is like dreadful um so yeah it definitely is proven not only by myself but you see some of the top people in the world and they do stuff like that cool so um uh right now you work at a company that tailors around digital marketing and social platforms yeah. um and you are a pretty big social media content creator yourself I see a lot of your linkedin yeah. stuff i'm yeah. sure you were you got plans for this year i got plans up, right now i've been taking a dip for yeah. you know planning putting that time of year but for sure yes so how has social media helped you in order mm -hmm. to get build your own personal brand yeah well social media as a whole it's just helped me a ton it's an amazing tool when you use it right again right um are you in control or is your mind in control and you mindlessly scrolling so let's go back to that for a sec <laughs> yeah um but how has social media helped me with my personal brand and where i've got me a i see myself as a business regardless of if i'm working at a startup or not when i'm in that business or in that startup i see myself as my own business so my personal brand and social media has got me to where i am today it's got me my job really reaching out to scott on dms right true now it's got me clients um it's made me connections it built it builds relationships by me putting out on my story and i'm on my feed of what i think my philosophies my values you know what i'm trying to my message it builds relationships with people that resonate with me without having to actually like build those initial relationships or build that interim relationships until we actually talk again so i love i love social media for that because 
you can put your message out there and whoever wants to resonate with it is going to, and then they're going to approach you or you're going to approach them at some point and the relationship is already built to an extent. And now the conversation isn't like, Hey, who are you? And mm -hmm. what are you about? And I don't know, like, what do you sell? It's like, no, I know I want in right now. I like, like that perspective, actually, like social media kind of like uh, it can cut the small talk. Yeah. In, and get in more both deep. ways. And this is the one thing I like in both ways is like if I meet somebody new, I can go on social media. It's like, is this somebody I want to fuck with or not? Hmm. And the second I see, you know, this post or that post, I can just be like, nope, I don't care about talking to them. That's something I've been huge that, on is protecting that hurt my time. you as well, Stefano? What do you think? If you judge someone too much by their social, can you judge somebody by their social I said, media page? I said this yeah. to you last week, I think, and I and it's honestly the opposite. I said, uh, how can you, uh, if you never met a person, how can you fully, you know, judge them based yeah. on a digital platform? Sure, but at the same time, I I do agree with what sure. you're saying. But if I met somebody in person, and then after we're like, oh, what's your LinkedIn? What's your Instagram? And then afterwards, I have my initial, you know, observation. We can make a decision really mm -hmm. quick on who this person is subconsciously. Now we go, we have a little bit of data, we go to the social, we can kind of confirm that. Because if somebody's huh. sitting here telling me like, oh dude, I've been grinding, I've been doing this and that, I love health, I love- And you go to their love, page and, and they're like go, traveling everywhere And they're traveling, they're partying, they're posting negative stuff. Like huh. just alone, the kind of energy that is portrayed off that, I, I will make my decision. Because if this person's really important and needs to be in my life, somehow they will be. I like that. Okay, uh, two books that you'd recommend someone out there to get started in. Um, Big question. Uh, get started kind of like on their health revamp or evolution, even whether whether they're starting off or they're an intermediate yeah. and trying to take it to the or next books level. books you just love because you love them. True. Yeah. Love that. Well, um, I have two right now. And one I'm actually currently reading, that's how good it is. And it's called Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Okay. I think and, I've heard of that one, actually. True. And the second one is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. So both of the mindset books, funny enough, they don't even have anything to do with training. Because like I said, that's where it starts. It starts with your mind. It starts with your beliefs. It starts with your beliefs of is all this stuff, sleep training, nutrition, is it going to aid me or is it just a distraction? If you can't get that right you're never going to want to work out anyways and might as well not force yourself so true just die 15 years younger until <laughs> <laughs> all right uh before i ask the last question here uh where can people find you um instagram right now at, uh my at ad, cam russell yeah at cam russell and then uh linkedin cam russell as well um hopefully i'm going to be posting more content but uh but right now just cam russell hit me up on instagram yeah, yeah, I think I, right now. I think that's it for right now where you guys can reach me. So cool. I asked this question to everybody and it yeah. was kind of an epiphany to me. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark and Stefano have heard me ask this question before, but a friend of mine, he's a electrician. <sighs> okay. And I wake up every morning and flick on the light mm -hmm. and Ooh, I don't yeah. actually know where that comes from. Yeah. And I use this thing in front of me like the cell phone mm -hmm. and I don't know how to make mm -hmm. a cell phone or how mm -hmm. the internet really works mm -hmm. or anything like that. And these are the things that we take for granted. 100%. In life. Um, and working the experiences that I've had in my career, my personal life, um, the battles and triumphs and challenges that I've had gives me a different perspective on things. Mm -hmm. And I've mastered certain skills over my time mm -hmm. that many other people don't even know exist. Mm -hmm. um, so my question to you is this, all right? Yeah. 
Uh, if you have one thing that you know is true that many other people kind of like take for granted or don't even know about. Yeah. And so if you had something that you know that you wish other people really knew, what yeah. would it be? Like really new. Yeah. I feel again, like he's if, been saying it this whole yeah. podcast. So just gotta with this preface, I hope like people are like really internalizing because people say this now and it's same, being said more and more, but your beliefs literally dictate how your life will go. That's it. Ask yourself, what are you thinking? Observe what your thoughts are. And you can predict right now, if you went on the, a linear path of how your thoughts were right now, you will be able to predict your future. So your beliefs create your actions, your actions create your results. If you do not look at where your beliefs are and what they, what they are doing to you right now, you're not gonna make change. I love that. Cam, Yes. thank you so much. We it's went a little a bit over an hour now. For good um, reason. Cam has yeah. to get Cam has to get to a meeting. We got to get back yes. to doing what we do's best, and uh, I hope to have you on again sometime. Let's do it. It's absolute okay. pleasure. It's been a pleasure, guys. Knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Until next time, this is what they did not teach you in school. Ciao. Ciao. Well, let's now. go. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Wise Investor. Until next time, this is what they did not teach you in school. We hope to see you soon.